0: Good morning, listeners. Today we have a special guest. We have Nick from The Nick and Stefan Show.
1: I'm here today with David Olney. How are you, David? Good morning, Tim. And we're also here with Nick. How are you? How are you guys? Thanks Very for having well. me on. Thanks for having
2: me on. I'm actually excited, but I'm a little bit nervous too. I'll be honest. Nothing to be nervous nah. about, my
0: friend. You're yeah. the professional actor. We Absolutely. We're just, just amateurs, you know, posers, flanners. <laughs> how,
1: how, how many how long have you been doing your Nick and Stefan show? Uh we brought to 25
2: episodes. So okay. we've been doing it like once a week. So okay. what's that? 25 half weeks. A year. Yeah, yeah half a year, a year. So yeah, it's been pretty okay.
1: good. So you're you're experienced enough. You yeah, know,
2: definitely. But you know, you know, when you meet like, you know, I've met you for the first time. I sure. know I know David, i make his coffee. So, um, but you know, when you're in a room with new people, it's cool.
1: Yeah. It's cool. I like that. It's so good. that's how you met. It was the coffee making. Yeah. So yeah. you're a skilled barista is the idea. Or?
2: Yeah. It was like over a soy latte. He's like, do you want to come and do my podcast? He actually told, um, the other barista, Michelle, yeah. who works at the cart. Um, and they, well, they passed.
0: Michelle was the one who said, you two should do a podcast together. And that was the end of that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Clearly once Michelle had decided the world is going to be thus. <laughs> like I if, love it. If Michelle decides that the sky is going to be purple, guess what?
2: It's purple. Hmm
0: because mm. the person who makes your coffee you don't argue with <laughs> never and at this point we should do a plug for St Raphael's yes. the best itty bitty coffee cart rolling around North Terrace
1: <laughs> mm. yep he's spot on because
0: <laughs> there was a bit of controversy
1: slightly aside but m- would have been maybe two years ago when yeah. the campus were trying to kick you off
2: they were, they were trying to yeah, kick Frankie off That's when Frankie was working at the cart yep. um, they didn't want him there anymore but then a petition was signed by all the students at the yep. at the law school and now they're there to stay forever
0: As I understand it, it came down to the fact that the people in the hub had spent so much money to be there, Mm. that the idea someone could roll around with a little cart and make better coffee and take customers away by actually making a quality product was deemed to be unacceptable. (laughs) We
1: don't get it. No,
0: (laughs) It's
1: a free market, you know, all the law students I'm sure would have been about that as well. Well,
0: I think it was more important. It was started to be the law professors. Yeah. Oh,
1: really? Yeah. Okay.
0: Once the staff who need the drugs to maintain <laughs> the, the, the effectiveness decide they're taking my drug away, mm. that's probably more powerful. Very true. So you're an actor,
2: Nick? Yeah, been acting for a while now. So what I did, like, when I was – I'm 29 now. So when I was about 20, I started taking up acting. But my friends actually forced me to do it. They're like, you should do some classes, Nick. I'm like, Nah they like you should do some classes nick i'm like okay and i was i was actually <laughs> i was actually quite nervous at the start i'm like oh i don't i, I like i was like i don't want to go on class and be an idiot you know they're like oh nick you're funny you should do it so i started doing it and i just i fell in love with it and i moved to sydney wow um when i was about after cuz i was in the middle of university at the time doing something that i didn't even like mm-hmm. then i moved to sydney once i finished and studied acting there made new friends did some small films did commercials had big auditions like some bigger films and then i've been back in adelaide for about a year at the moment, just off and on, because obviously my plan is to head to Los Angeles mm-hmm. and I wanted to come back home and just ground myself a little bit. And, yeah, before yeah. you
0: take the big leap into the totally crazy.
2: Yeah, pretty much. And, and Sydney had a little bit of that, but I yeah. think my time there was, it was sort of like, okay, now I want to push myself a little bit more, you know? Mm. So yeah, that's what happened.
1: And to
0: make sure the tank is full of all those positive things that come from family and home, exactly. Before you're somewhere where refilling the tank, it might take a while to feel comfortable and settled. Correct,
2: and that's what actually—that's a really good point. That's what I found being home at the moment. I found like myself being super grounded, super positive, changing my mindset a lot, uh, discovering new things about myself, growing like exponentially. You know what I mean? And it's it's awesome. Not not so much just acting; it's more as me as a person, Nick.
0: Yeah. You know? But the more you grow yourself, then the more things you've got to draw on. Of course. When you're suddenly in an audition and you go, oh, what do they want? <laughs> exactly. And you can't pull something out of thin air because that's not how acting works. No. It's like playing a violin or a guitar. Somehow what you're playing has to be in you at some level. It does. You can't just be from thin air or you sound like one of those people where you go, oh, you're the notes are right.
2: Yeah, correct. But I'm not convinced. Yeah, I'm not. You know, I've had I've had people look at my work, and I know I know 100% my work's not me. And I've had people look and I go, "Yeah, Nick, you're you're great technically, like it's all good." But there's just I don't know. Some this yeah, be a bit more. I don't know. You're not charismatic enough, and I'm like, oh wow. And then I you know I discovered through doing that kind of stuff that you know everything needs an imprint, a big imprint of me, yeah. whatever I'm doing. You know.
0: Yeah, it, it's like I've tried to explain to my former honours and masters and phd students when they start lecturing if that's where they want to go and they like you've got to find a you know a sliver of yourself that can be a lecturer yeah and it's got to be real and you cultivate that bit but it's not all of you because all of you would distract you all of you would go my foot hurts yeah all of you go, i don't feel like doing this day all of you would go i'm feeling nervous all of you would go i want another coffee right and you can't get (laughs) the job done it's true. You just need the sliver that is real that becomes the lecturer sliver that grows bigger and bigger over time. Totally. So, yeah, really when I you know, went from playing violin and guitar to lecturing, it was that old performance sliver just got repurposed. Right. Which meant that even my first lecture where I was, you know, terrified because it was, you know, the huge big lecture theatre at the bottom of the uni that's now gone in Union Hall, I think seated 400 or something. Wow. Well, getting there to discover all the technology has failed. There's no microphone on the day. It's first years and they've all sat at the back. Mm. So I'm going to get to essentially borderline yell for 50 minutes, explaining them, you know, from Northern Ireland, 1970s onwards, how terrorism works Mm. (laughs) at a near yell Mm. (laughs) with no supporting technology. And, of course, it all has to be in my head because notes are no good. But you did it. Yeah. And my sort of PhD supervisor at the time, It comes up and goes, That was fantastic. Wow. I'm like,
2: Thank God. That's awesome. (laughs) That's good. That's awesome. And again, like, once you do it once,
0: it becomes a habit. Yeah. And then you get addicted to the buzz because you go, Haven't had the buzz from violin and guitar for a while. Want my drug back. Yeah. I know. I know that feeling. Yeah. Give me crowd. The creative drug. Yeah. Mm, Totally. I've, Nick, you know, been
1: unsuccessful, let's say, at a very minor attempt into getting to voiceover work right it's really difficult to back yourself all the time with you know all the criticism of you know like I well, you would experience oh, like oh your yeah but you, oh, I've had I've had like heaps of knockbacks like yep. from, like you know you're thinking your
2: world ends in that moment but yeah at the end of the day, it's actually it's actually pushed me further to mm-hmm. understand. Because I used to think when I was in acting school and when I left and I I, I was actually mentored by a big actor called Luke Ford, who's an Australian actor, yep. who was in The Third Mummy. He was in Animal Kingdom. Okay. I don't know yep. if you've seen that movie. yeah And um, I had a lot – you know, he took me to his agent. They told me I wasn't charismatic enough. That was one of the biggest, like, moments of my career. And I was like, whoa. You know, Luke's praised me, saying, your work's amazing. They're going to yeah. sign you. And then that happens. But you realize, like, with all those little setbacks that you think are setbacks, are actually actually making you grow. Mm, yeah. Because I then realized talent is only one thing.
1: Mm.
2: Everything needs, like, um, Nick Dorigo is my last name. Everything needs Nick Dorigo. Do you know mm. what I mean? Everything mm. needs me. Mm. You know, and so if everything needs me, I need to expand me. Mm. So acting is only one slither of me. Mm. You know, mm. that for me was the biggest turning point in my career, little career so far. Mm. And I was like, fuck. I've, I've, I've really got to look inside myself, yeah. you know? And ever since I've done that, a lot of things have changed. A lot of confidence has been built yeah. for me. I went to Los Angeles last year. Mm. I, I've been cold calling people in America. Wow. Yeah, here in Australia. Wow. I got an audition for Mortal Kombat.
0: Cold calling. Oh, cool. Of course, that's an app.
2: Yeah, and I actually got a big role audition too through a cold call, through me
0: making a phone call going, have a look at my work. And again, the courage to do that is just the thing that makes all the difference in the world. Totally. And this is the thing, like charisma, there's whole subjects at university, there's books on it. But really, (laughs) what people don't get is its presence. Correct. And presence is the better word. Charisma seems ethereal. You either have it or you don't. Correct. Presence is something you build. Like filling up a balloon or you know building a paper mache thing. Every little bit extra makes your presence bigger. Totally. And once you know how to make your presence bigger, you can then control it. And when you need to, you can make your presence
2: and smaller. You, and you and you actually you actually change yeah changes everything. Yes. Once once you start to understand yourself, like you
0: said, your presence mm. is, yeah. the whole game changes. Mm. Yeah, so it's yeah. funny. Like if I'm doing a one-off guest lecture, that's all about maximum presence. Wow. If I'm teaching a course like complex problem solving, like Tim did. Mm. I've got to manage the presence down to a level where the students actually engage and start yeah, talking right. and realise they're valued. Because if I came in with the level of presence from a guest lecture where it is, here are 300 people I don't know, shut up, listen and learn, it's not going to work over 11 weeks. No. With students, I want to get them feeling confident and comfortable and brave and to become more effective in their own right. So, so you really have to work out what the presence metre is going to be set at correct. before you start anything. And that's probably the biggest... Skill, you don't realise you're learning it until you have your penny drop of, what am I manipulating to do things better? Correct. And again, from the outside, people call it charisma, and normally I view that as a sign they're ignorant. (laughs) Yeah, that's fair
1: enough. (laughs) At (laughs) least you're honest. Expand, expand.
0: Well, yeah, because people throw charisma around like you have or don't have Mm. when they can't even define it or where it came from. Correct. correct? Uh So to me, it's the throwaway word that says, you didn't impress us sufficiently in the first three seconds. Mm. So we're going to move on. Despite the fact someone we should value has dragged you in our office and we should spend three hours talking to you. Yeah. And we should go at a very minimum, let's find something to push you and see if you grow. Yeah. Because if we can push you into growth, ding dong, there's the skill set we need. Yeah. Which is the skill set to keep moving, keep developing. Totally. Who cares where you're at on the day? If it's beginning of career, where you're at on the day – Mm -hmm. Is it, you know, at best a beginning or intermediate spot? It's true. Without investment, how are you going to become what you could be? That's very true.
2: Very true. That's awesome, actually. It's a good way to think about it. So it's really cool. clearly I have to become a dramatic agent and I know, I think I think you you have to take the reins on me, I think. I think Dave,
1: you're my agent now. Thanks, mate. <laughs> you're will <right>, just, <laughs> so we'll some- just
0: I'll just pull out a contract out yeah. of somewhere and we'll sign something. I'll just go get some elbow and knee pads and a hockey helmet and start headbutting people. But you'll I-
1: probably end up having to be in only action movies with all the experience David has with, you know, JSOC and stuff. <laughs>
2: Right, he was talking. talking to me before about throwing a guitar on the ground. He had a well, moment, very,
0: very, very nearly once at the Exeter a long time ago. <laughs> so yeah, he just does realizing should I let all the rage out from being an angry blind guy and wreck a six thousand dollar guitar? Hey, you've got instincts. That's that's and first just one. thought <laughs> <laughs> that's cool. And just thought mm, no, no, nah. it's not going to feel that good. And then I'm going to be sad. And then I'm going to be poor.
2: I've actually got a cool story about presents. Ooh, um, tell us about tell us. about uh, Margot Robbie. Okay. So, you know, well, Margot she's Robbie. has
0: got tons of presents. Yeah. She's amazing.
2: And she's a she's um, a lady, apparently, that could turn it on and off.
0: Yes, because she um, knows how to turn the meter up and down correct. as required. So my acting coach
2: in Sydney, who's he's an actor as well. His name's Les Shantry. He coaches people for auditions. Anyways, this would have been probably about 2007. He was in Los Angeles at the time. And he was with a lot of um, Australian actors, well-known Australian actors. And Margot Robbie was coming into town. And he was assigned with another friend to pick her up from the airport. Yeah. At this time, she was just a
0: neighbor star. I was going to say, at that point, she just yeah. would have been this hyper pretty neighbor's star. That's it. And that's no it. one really would have had a sense yet Noth- nothing. what she could do.
2: Correct. So yeah. he picked her up from the airport, thought nothing of it. Uh, she had no, sorry, David, she had no makeup on or anything like that. Got into the back of the car, they went to the apartment. Um, there was a few of them staying in the, in, there was a three bedroom and she was in one of the beds. And um, she goes, look, Let's, let's all go out. They decide let's go to the mall. And she goes, look, I'm just going to get changed and I'll come back out. Les, This is what Les word for word said. She went into a room. She came back out. It wasn't the makeup. She came back out
0: and, and it was like a different person. She changed the body language, the completely demeanor. Completely
2: yeah, different. Yeah. And so they, just, they went to the mall and he goes, there was about four or five of us. A lot of the other girls are pretty too, well-known Australian <laughs> actors. I can't remember who they were and him and, and Margot. And they were walking inside the mall and she still had this going on, this presence thing. Yep. And you wouldn't believe it. A couple um, in Los Angeles came up to her and go, um, so should we know you? Who are yes. you? Like she had That's that. the power. Literally walked yes. up to her and goes, so who are you? Are you in a movie? Yes. And she's like, no, I'm just here to audition, blah, blah. And then a guy came up to her and goes, I need to get your number. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, I need it. I need you. And he, she's like, oh, I'm sorry. Like, I'm just, seeing you know, it's my first day here. And it goes back to, again, this is turning on and off, yep. the presence thing. And he goes, her, like he goes, I picked it up from the airport. It was nothing. And she goes, it was like a switch. Yep. yep. Wow. And, you know, then wow. she got Wolf of Wall Street and, and yep. did all those type of movies. No kidding. You know, with Will Smith yeah. focus yeah. and all that yeah. kind yeah. of stuff.
0: One of the coolest examples I've ever had of this was being on an army base when a unit were getting ready to do a formal parade. And they were all relaxed and they're not normally a unit that are in dress uniform. Mm. They had to find all their dress uniforms or find dress uniforms that would fit because, you know, in their job they put on tons of muscle. So the dress uniform they have when they enter the unit normally doesn't fit anymore. So they're all swapping bits of uniform to just make sure they actually can get in uniforms. And then the sergeant major, who's this really relaxed guy i had been chatting to, just steps out and start screaming orders in his you will pay attention voice hmm. and they all start <laughs> responding in there, we are amazing and we will get everything right and everything is laser focus yeah and just the flick of the switch and this is a flick of switch on 200 guys yeah
2: that's massive
0: so but what what do, you, what do you think that flick of the switch is about what um, do you
2: like, what do you think like what do you think that's like where does that come from
0: in soldiers it comes from a, a different place i think than from civilians so one of the most crippling things for special forces soldiers is if their stress level stays too high for too long oh. because stress is exhausting. Mm. So the really, really capable one, and probably the best book on this is Ant Middleton's new book, The Fear Bubble. Right. He articulates it better than anyone, is that you look at situations and go, there is no reason to be afraid until this moment. Wow. So don't. But at that moment, use the fear as fuel. Yeah. Right. Get as aggressive and as sharp as you need to be but also understand where you will exit that fear bubble. Right. So, you know, he gives the example of when he was special boat service in Afghanistan of being the first guy to go through doors and compounds. The fear bubble is just before the door. Mm -hmm. The fear bubble ends when that room is clear. Mm -hmm. Because you've at least got five or six seconds once it's clear to decide what happens next. Mm. What's the book called again, sorry, Dad? Uh, It's called The Fear Bubble. Yeah, right. And I think it's got massive potential for lots of people because Mm. you know whether it be giving up you know standing up and giving a lecture whether it be acting playing violin guitar whatever you do that is performance Mm. it's not the fear bubble in the sense and means of using fear as fuel but it's an emotion bubble there is no point wasting emotion Mm. until i need the performance correct decide where the bubble begins then whatever emotion you're using pour it on the flame yeah get the flame as big as possible Know where the performance ends so you stop wasting emotion on things that don't need it. That's true. I like you know, that. I like really love that. It's really powerful. But yeah, it's, and a, it and is it's a great visualization because he says you, you can't just think it, you have to see or feel the bubble mm. to yeah. know when you're stepping in and out of
1: yeah, it. Yeah, right. You uh, shouldn't be teaching that in your class, though, David, because I can imagine some students would interpret that as let's do the assignment last minute and not give it a single thought until <laughs> until I have to step into the yeah, fear bubble. The fear of bubble of begins. Of yeah, twelve but, hours before. But, due but then I would have to give them a proper
0: description of the book. Where uh. Aunt Middleton's point is that all the space before going in the fear bubble mm. is to calmly prep to win in the fear bubble. Ah, yeah.
1: so you can do some reading calmly.
0: Well, do everything necessary. <laughs> everything. Yes. Mm. You know, so in the case of, you know, prepping for a tour in Afghanistan, like you said, the three months before is nothing but prep. Yeah. But there's nothing in that prep you should be afraid of.
2: No. That's true. That's actually really true. It's a really really
0: cool way to look at it. Yeah. And and the great thing is the book is contextualised against him climbing Mount Everest. Wow. And unlike combat, Everest really nearly killed him. Yeah, right. He was there when one of the worst storms hit on the top. If his Sherpa hadn't been able to go and get a second bottle of oxygen... Mm. He would have died, you know, literally in the zone just below the peak of Everest. Wow.
1: I'm so interested in this idea of performance. Yeah. I I remember studying at uni, a social scientist called Irving Goffman, and uh, he had this idea of masks. Everyone wears a different mask. There's no true self and... You know, we all perform different versions. Let's say of 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 Nick or of Tim or of David, yeah. um, two different crowds, and then that's what kind of guides you through different social situations. So, the idea of presence and and kind of performing um, is is really interesting. Like it, it seems like you know maybe the the pinnacle or the peak version, like maybe a certain mask or that you can wear that is like as as good as you could possibly get. Yeah, is would, it a
0: self awareness? What is? I would say the mask is always growing out of something that's you. Yeah, if okay. the mask is over a void, mm. the mask is a void, and everyone knows. Because yeah, anyone who yeah, sure. can read presents true, will true, know true. it's true. bullshit. Totally, totally. It has to come. It's got to have tendrils yep. going down and deep into whatever you really are. Yeah. Totally, totally. And represent okay. some aspect of true self. Okay. But it is.
2: Yeah, it was almost like the mask are parts of you. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. That's so you can I'm, have yeah.
0: zillions of masks, but they've all got to have tendrils into what you actually are and yeah. what yeah. you acknowledge yourself to actually be.
2: Totally. Yeah. I, I agree with that 100%. I find, like, even with auditioning, see, or Mm. acting and auditioning are different. Yeah. It's like a different beast. Really? It's like driving, like, the the acting's driving a Ferrari. Auditioning's like driving a completely different car. But you're still driving, but it's a completely different experience. Yeah. And people don't realise that. But auditioning, and auditioning, there's so many levels. Like, so, if you're auditioning for a television show, say, like, Home and Away or Bolden, you act different than you are auditioning for a feature film. So, the rhythm of the scene's different. Like, there's so Mm. many different factors Mm. that come into play. And the fear of auditioning, like you said, the bubble. Like as soon as you, you know, it's before you enter the door, mm, yep. before you walk mm. in. Mm. You know the way you speak and you know the way you conduct yourself, and yep. you know there's so many like little fears. But yeah, the, the, I find the jobs the easier part. Mm. Mm. You know what I mean? Mm. Winning the job, yeah. well, not winning. I don't like to say winning, but oh, like auditioning is the t- is the is the, the part. Is, yeah, yeah, getting yeah. the part is the is the is the fear is the because fear. Base.
0: Once you're doing the job, all you've got to do is decide how you're going to do it. Yeah.
2: How, how creative, how I'm going to leave yeah. my
0: imprint creatively. Whereas that whole thing of am I going to be rejected? Correct. means any moment of audition. Mm. You know, as a guitarist, I never played consistently in bands. I was always playing in whoever had money. You <laughs> know, it was the problem of being a good guitarist but not really wanting to write my own music. Yeah, fair enough. Didn't really have my own voice. It was really just a way to play out rage. Right. You know, mm. rage is an awesome energy source. It's great. <laughs> Not very healthy for your brain. Awesome but, for your guitar. Yeah. So, but you let it. You let it be. Yeah. But well, suppose, yeah, it meant auditions for me too were very normal. So it was a question of okay, how much energy do I let into this audition that they desperately want me, mm. but without going that far that they go, fuck, he's out there. Yeah, <laughs> it's true. <laughs> and finding the balance point between those totally extremes. Man. Totally.
1: So, are good actors and 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 good guitarists perhaps? Are they just good? Like, are they just great auditioners? Is nah, that, I, okay. I reckon. or oh, for me, for acting, I think yeah. it's
0: different. Okay, it, yeah.
2: I think like I know a story like Heath Ledger. He did that movie with Mel Gibson. I don't know if you remember
0: it. The, oh, the thing about the U.S. Civil uh, US Yeah, War what was it called? Something <sighs> the Patriot or Patriot? Yeah. So
2: he Heath Ledger actually walked into that audition with Mel Gibson sitting at the seat opposite, of reading him with a few other like producers, and he mm-hmm. walked out halfway through. He goes, "I'm shit at auditioning. I'm done." Yeah. Wow. He goes, I'm this is shit. He literally said yeah. that. He goes, nah, I'm shit. He goes, don't choose me. Yeah. Mel rang in the next day. He goes, obviously, I want you. But I'm just <laughs> saying that's the type of the, that's yeah. the, that's Holy the caliber. Cow. Like, that's the, yeah. that's the experience. Like, everyone's yeah. human. Everyone has yeah. those, yeah. you know,
0: even the best actors in the world or the best musicians in the world, yeah. they have these fears. That fear of rejection yeah. is just. It is the most palpable. Again, if you really want to upset a human being, what do you do? Exclude them. Correct. Ooh. Yeah, rejection, yeah. exclusion. Totally Nothing I think it's is a tribal thing, yeah. isn't it? Nothing is more powerful than exclusion yeah. for hurting people. True. So if you're having to audition to be included, it's not just you know that you have to get it right. It's that at a social level, I want to be part of the cool you know, yeah. posse.
2: It's true, yeah, it's true. Oh, I actually give myself little tasks now in auditions for myself, like mm-hmm. personal goals. Mm-hmm. So I don't feel that. Yes. So I give myself personal goals. Like today I want to be completely relaxed when I talk. Yeah. I don't want to raise my voice beyond yeah. any means or or be nervous. So And then I give myself and, – and, and it actually helps yeah. because I'm gauging myself. I'm not gauging myself through an expectation or you're doing something, or something outside control. of myself.
0: Yeah. yeah. You, Some, you've got it back under your control. Correct. I can judge against an objective standard. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Correct. Is so much better.
2: So and and, mate, and, mate, and and you actually have more fun.
0: Yeah. You know what I mean? Um, the experience is fun. And again, this sort of goes back to the Aunt Middleton idea that if you break something big down into its constituent fear bubbles, for everyone you do well at, you get more swagger. Yeah, it's so true. So he gave a kid the example, this kid was terrified about their final year exams mm. and really was starting to implode from anxiety. And Ant just said, look, it's not simple, but the idea is simple. You're not yeah. doing one exam. You're doing fifty questions. Yeah, exactly. You've got fifty fear bubbles. Each one is a tiny. You step in, you do what you need, you keep an eye on your watch, you give it the allotted amount of time, and you step out. Yeah. Then you have a brief pause and step in the next bubble. If a bubble goes well, put it on the good side. If a bubble goes bad, just chuck it and move on to the next one. Yeah, that's Mm. that's that's only count the good ones. It's an awesome mindset. And all right, yeah, the kid actually managed to you know, do it, wrote back to Ed Middleton after and said, you know, I just got the highest exam marks I've ever got in my life wow. Wow. by doing this in my exams.
2: See, that's that's just a habit. Imagine, break, mm. imagine doing everything like that after consistently breaking it down like that. Yeah. Mm. You know what I mean? That's what it is, a habit.
0: Yeah. And most things, again, this is why, like I said, I hate the word charisma because it suggests people don't understand what they're talking about. What you're talking about is presence, and presence can be built through process. Correct. You can habituate those processes. Definitely. Again, I'm you know, a weird combination where I think if my eyes had worked, I probably would have been overconfident. Mm. Being blind, <laughs> I've learnt to tame it. You're pretty confident too to much, me. Too, you know, again, it's, it's that thing of habit. Yeah. What you do bec- – you know, there's a wonderful book I'm going to use at the start of Complex Problem Solving next year called What You Do Is Who You Are. Mm. Definitely. You are the consequence of your habits and the processes that become second nature. That's and crazy. you are nothing more.
2: Yep. There's a there's a cool guy that talks about habits. I don't know if you heard of Dr. Joe Dispenser. Yeah. He's awesome in, in a motivational sense yes. about habits, yeah. you know. And it's cool how he just breaks down the mind on how on how on how certain like how we're wired and how obviously like you said, certain habits, if you hold them, you're still gonna get the same outcome yep. every time. Because mm. you are what you you are yep. what you think, really. Yep.
1: How do you how do you practice and harness that charisma slash presence, whichever for
2: for acting? Me, I think it's the way I harness it, in, like in my skill, mm. like acting skill per se. Like not so much can I cry and cue, more so like embracing the camera in an audition, mm. the way I hold myself in audition, my voice, stuff like that. But then there's then there's the other way, like looking internally, like do I love myself? Yeah. Do you know what I mean am i good enough like i am good enough Mm -hmm. you know and 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 tapping into like those kind of habits where you put yourself down or you don't think you're good enough because you know it's all it all comes from you everything everything Mm -hmm. comes from
1: you Mm -hmm. so if you take responsibility you can change a lot of things so it starts it starts actually with a mindset more than a certain action so for audiences out there for our audience out there rather who maybe want to be a little bit more charismatic or let's say have more presence (laughs) yeah Mm -hmm. sorry
0: just to Sorry, kind of, like David
1: got David got to be shitty again. No,
2: right. sorry. sorry, David. No, I was joking. I'm joking. The, the word is
0: the word is fine when it's used in conversation, but when it's thrown mm. at people, yeah, that annoys me. It's
1: I think for my own sake, I just I can understand charisma a little bit better. It's not as abstract for me. Yeah, yeah, um, understand. So I'm, I'm using it just yeah, in the context.
0: Use, uh, not a problem. Well, yeah.
2: yeah, from my personal David, from my mm. personal opinion, I think it comes from you. Yeah. Mm. I think it comes from you owning who you are, yep. you know, like I used to be terrified of watching myself on camera mm-hmm. in an audition, mm-hmm. like a playback. I'm like, oh my God, look at my face. What the fuck is he doing? <laughs> yeah. You know, do I really look like that when I turn to the left? Like you're having those moments, yeah. but that just comes, that comes back, <laughs> you know, that comes back to me, me not appreciating who I am. Mm. Like yeah. I am everything that I ever wanted to be. And I'm right there in that moment. Absolutely. You know, And that's amazing. Yes, mm. yes, yes. So this, when you start to look at things like that, people start to look at you like that, you know, mm.
0: And I think part of it here too is you don't start necessarily by loving yourself. You start by respecting the work. Yeah, right. Because loving yourself can be too big a leap. Yeah, true. Yes, there's been sufficient negativity piled on sufficient negativity. Mm. It was like the day we talked to Suzanne Eder, when we were talking to her. And again, I'm like, no, I respect myself, but I'm probably not going to go as far as saying I love myself. Yeah. Because on an average day, I can respect the work, I can respect the fact that habits get good outcomes. Yep. And if that goes really well, then on a good day, I like myself.
1: <laughs> this seems like <laughs> step two, I'm gonna say. Cause I think there are a lot of people who maybe struggle to love or respect of themselves. Yeah.
0: Of course.
1: And so I think we have other podcasts for that. Um, yeah. possibly William Glasser is a place to start. I'm not sure. Yep. Awesome. But, re- mm.
0: but really it's habit building. Yeah. Yeah, that's honestly that's you what start it is. with habit building. What you want to be, do it. Mm-hmm. And totally. do it until it sticks and it's second nature. Mm-hmm.
2: Totally.
1: Mm-hmm. Totally. I have to agree with that. Mm-hmm. Spot on. Fire out. I'm impressed with how much you put yourself out there, Nick. It's, yeah. yeah. Awe-inspiring, I think. Thank find. you, man. I
2: appreciate that. Well, you know, for me, like even like you saying that and then I go back and I go, wow, do I actually really do a lot? Do you know what I mean? Because it's like, you know, it's I'm only in the context of myself and I'm gauging against myself, yeah. you know? So yeah. like sometimes you don't think stuff's good enough, but it is. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Yep. Yeah. I, I, I like to challenge myself in a way where I grow. Mm-hmm. You know, I like mm-hmm. to put myself in a position where, where I can grow and, and like, you know, and develop, you know. Mm-hmm. I, I, you know, it took me a while to be able to show people my work as well, be yeah. confident in going, here's my work, have a mm-hmm. look. Yep. That took me a long time and it took me a long time to make a phone call to say, hey, do you want to look at my work? Mm-hmm. And like we said, it's day by day building that habit of going, I, I respect myself today. Mm-hmm. I respect my work today. I respect mm-hmm. what I've done today. Mm. You know, um, and yeah, and then you, you get to a position and you want more, Mm. you know, I want more now. You know what I mean? I want people to like my work. I I like my work, but I want people to respect my work. I want people to give me jobs, you know? Yes, totally. And it's just a, it's just a process. Whereas, you know, two years ago it was more about, okay, Nick, you're a good actor. You don't need people to tell you you're a good actor. You're a good actor. So I had to build that muscle. Mm. You know, now I'm like, okay, I'm a good actor. Now it's going back out again.
0: I'm like, okay, where's the jobs? Mm. You know? yes and to use feedback from people but not be unduly affected by Correct. it Correct. to go that stung for a minute but i can get something out of that that i can incorporate as a better habit totally so that's pausing that's courtney warren's yeah, well, we're idea we're talking to courtney warren
1: yeah it's, yeah when you hear something that you kind of have an, um, an emotional pause let's say yeah, like right. you just, just take some time stop and then think about what it is that that person's trying to communicate to you? Are they trying to unduly harm you? Are they actually giving you something some useful. feedback, something yeah, useful? Totally. And so then you react to their intention, I guess, more so than how you've interpreted. Yeah. The, um, and I, I think that's a very
2: important skill to have, habit to yeah. have. Do you know what yeah. I mean? Mm. Because once you build that, like you know, because it's very easy to get offended. It's yeah. gonna go. Oh, he doesn't like my work. Because you take you take everything out of yeah. context. Yeah. But, again, I think that comes from the, what we were talking about before, respecting yourself. Yep. Once you start to begin to respect yourself, those then you start to see the outside yep. different. You start to see the respect coming back. Yes. You know what I mean? And they're yeah. actually respectful comments, respectful you know, uh, criticism. You yeah.
0: Know? Yeah. 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 And that combo of respect in, respect out, that's a really solid foundation. There's a fascinating American guy. He's actually a piano restorer by trade. Cool. But he writes very good philosophy. Yeah, a right. guy called Thomas Stirner. Right. And he asked a simple question is an emotional response going to improve this situation? Dead simple. Very simple. And that thing of when someone gives you criticism and your immediate response is emotional. Mm, I, yeah. I just love asking, is an emotional response going to help you? Well, no. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much most of the time I think yeah. so. Yeah, <laughs> but, true, but that's the trick is to, to recognize that it's, it's the easiest thing for our unconscious brain to do mm, is right. to emote but it's more often than not the least useful thing to do. Yeah, totally. It's going to screw up most of our habits. It's going to screw up most processes. Like, fine, don't become a robot, Yeah, but ask yourself the question, you know, is emotion going to help you? It's true. If it is, fine, be emotional. It's that emotional pause, yeah, yeah. having that. Mm-hmm. Go, okay. And that gets shorter and shorter. You don't even have to say the sentence aloud in your head anymore. Mm. It's just remember the sentence. Maybe it's half a second. Mm, totally. But it's half a second of either letting the unconscious do its thing because it's going to help or telling the unconscious, no, nah, shh, don't waste energy. Yeah, totally. I've got a question for both of you.
2: And okay. I'm something I'm not, it's something I'm dealing with at the moment. It's like, what, what's your next move? Do you know what I mean? Like, do you, do you listen? Do you gauge within yourself? Because I've got this big philosophy that if you start to gauge things outside of yourself, you're going to go up and down, up and down, up and down, obviously, as you do. But if you look inside yourself and understand the question and what you where you want to go, you, you'll be directed. So what, what do you, what's your like, opinion? What's your point of view on that? Like, What do you do next? After after what? Oh, oh, or no, just you know, in, general, in general. Just in general. Okay. Like, like a general- You've, you've like woken a, up. What are you going to do with your day? Yeah, like, oh, oh what am I going to do for my art form? Yeah. What am I going to do for, you know, for my, my girlfriend or my yeah. boyfriend? Or what am I going to do? How you can know? I improve
1: myself yeah, for like, a certain part of my yeah, life today? Wh- what's next? Yeah. For me, uh, I have found that I'm not at a place where I can even begin to question that because so many things are obviously in need, or not necessarily in need, but I know you that want I can to do something about. Yeah. it. not so, that you need to. You yeah, want to? It's, yeah. I wa- want to. Maybe is yeah. a good way to describe yeah. it
0: because not everyone don't needs need to. to do everything. You'd be fine yeah. as you were, sure, but, but you want to.
1: It's so. It's when I wake up in the morning, I I know that I want to and can do something that will. Uh, say make my partner happy or if I read a book I'm going to be improving my knowledge but prioritizing that and then not getting distracted by the or put off by the choice of what to do next I think that's what I struggle with more than knowing um, what options I have is that I have too many options and the the kind of massive array of options that I have is so intimidating that I just don't make a choice sometimes and I waste a day. And I Which think it goes terrible. back oh, – honestly, I
2: think that – I do that too sometimes. I think that goes back to the fear bubble thing
0: Yeah.
1: where you mm. exhaust yourself because
2: you're so
0: fear. Fear, yes. fear. And then yeah. you get
2: – and then so you're not breaking it down and going, yeah, okay, no. I'm just going to attack like the door or yeah, whatever. Do a yes. Yeah. Do a yeah.
0: chance. So for me, you know, when we did the William Glasser episodes, this idea from William Glasser that all people in the world give you is information. Mm-hmm. How you choose to respond to it, that's on you. you have to work to how you're going to respond so to me the world is there to provide new information new input but then for me there has to be the processing time of what am i going to do with it and i have such a level of habituation now of the world is interesting information but Mm. nothing in it can make me act immediately other than getting out of the way of you know something's about to hit me you know short of physical obstacles that are dangerous to me the world doesn't really directly affect me yeah Everything is, think about it for a bit. What am I going to do with it now? Mm-hmm. And that's taken a long time to get that. that and the does. pause gets shorter and shorter. And the other thing too is you realise you know, that uh, David Eagleman, a you know, brilliant neuroscientist, he makes the argument that you know, 97% of what's going on in our heads is happening in our unconscious. Yeah, right. But mm. that we can burn new habits and thoughts into our unconscious. Definitely. And one of them can be analyse. And that's all you've got to think in your head. And you go, the world is just data. Definitely. What am I going to do with the data? But you, also knowing that you've got a constant drive to do something with it. Totally. Do you guys work on your habits, like rewiring your brain sort
2: of thing and like your subconscious? Or
0: I that- think for me at least that process is slower now because I like the base setting. The base setting works well. And I'm not going to tinker with it just for fun. Yeah, okay. So I'm always doing something but the workload gets progressively smaller. Okay. I, I don't ever want it to stop, but I'm also not going to do more than I think is useful. Yeah, totally. I, I'm the only person that can gauge is yourself. Precisely. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you're never quite sure when you know, you've done enough work to go, okay, this is a good base setting. Yeah, totally. And from here on in, I need a good reason to tinker. I'm not just going to change stuff. Because I think so many people get obsessed with self-improvement and they keep running towards the newest cool idea. I agree. And don't build themselves. They try and become the idea. No, don't become the idea. Internalise the idea. So it incrementally changes you. Definitely. But you still gotta be predominantly the you you were yesterday. Again, stamping you. Yeah. You know yeah. what I mean? Stamping what like
2: what what you have. Like see yeah. for me, like one thing, big thing that I've changed over the last year. Is the way I talk to myself in the sense of the way I talk to other people. Mm-hmm. So, like, you know, I always used to say, like, yeah, I I'm, I'm, do a bit of acting on the side. Mm-hmm. You know, I never really owned yes. that I'm an actor. Like, you now, downplayed. if you ask me, oh, I'm an actor, oh, I'm going to Los Angeles. Mm-hmm. That's yeah. that's just it. They're just, fact. yeah, that's just the facts. Yeah. And you say that with that,
0: that definiteness. Definitely. This is happening
2: this is happening like i'm i'm i will be on television and film like that's where i want to be yeah you know yeah so that's the that's the mindset now that's like that's something like that's a habit that i've practiced and changed you know and i love it it's like it's giving you it invigorates you and it actually comes out on the outside too outside of you you start to see things change yeah
1: yeah you know yes without even realizing so you self-actualize right it's yeah yeah, it's I'm still tweaking habits. I'm kind of working on a bit of a David model, I guess. Uh, I uh, love the through, old David the, model. through through this podcast. <laughs> through this podcast, obviously through talking to David I've picked up and learnt a few more habits. However, I'm probably juggling with a little bit too much information like you were saying. Yeah, you yeah. probably
0: hit an overload simply because at the end of uni, all the podcasting, all the time spent with people who think too much. You know, me, <laughs> Kathy, everyone we basically know in common mm. thinks too much. Yes. Yeah. You know, the default setting is to go, you know, being overwhelmed by ideas is actually fun. It's like, you know, the big ultimate water slide.
1: That, uh, that's the way I feel. I like coming into this room and sometimes I feel a little bit like that. And yeah. I, I like when it's kind of complicated. But no, um, I have a few habits. that David and I share, for instance, cold showers. We change our mindset a little bit with things like that. Um, yeah. Sorry, uh, habits let's say so uh, cold showers for instance uh, um, awesome it's kind of you you habituate pain a little bit yeah uh, and it's really good for you physiologically yeah. as well yeah. i've done a bit of i yep. a look into that yeah yep. i've talked, tried
2: a little bit too i actually mm. i don't know if are we allowed to say anything on this podcast anything
1: yeah yeah, yeah. 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 so I, I
2: actually practice i actually practice semen retention a lot yep uh a fair bit so like
1: uh, i don't masturbate as much anymore yep. at all Really? Do you know, I can relate to that. I've literally just uh, – because, of course, it's a, the funny thing of uh, no nut November this yeah, month. Right? Everyone's yeah, everyone's been talking about it. So, <laughs> I'm like, dude, I've been doing it for a few months. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, but, no, funnily enough, I started the same thing. It's just in October um, and have found really good results from it. But it's, yeah. it's not like – you know, I'm a little bit younger than you. Let's say the the prevalence of and
0: normalization of like porn and masturbation
1: and stuff is just getting worse.
0: No, nah, I think yeah, well, again, people need endorphins from somewhere. Yeah, so they're going to get the easiest ones available. Absolutely, which are Google, Google, Plus, help. <laughs> yeah. 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 The Google Plus help. Yeah, Google Plus help. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
2: And and it's just yeah, I've me since I stopped porn and like yeah. you know sexualizing stuff yeah. all the time, constantly. Fuck man, yeah. I feel so much better. Yeah, yeah. do you That's know good. what I mean? Like I thought the other, I thought it was the other way around. Yeah. I'm like, I'll oh, just get my stuff off here, feel yep. good. Yeah, but it's complete opposite.
0: Yep. But again, yep. you become habituated to, you know, that that biological high. Yeah, yeah. rather than work at something. That, yeah, you know, will stick. Yeah, that you can keep. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's true. I use love the word stick. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it, just, it just seemed appropriate yeah. to this yeah, I loved
2: it. I loved it. Yeah, it's
1: good. No, I, I think it's. I think it's. Um, I think it's really hard for a lot of people, but it's definitely, definitely. worth doing. It's definitely worth doing. Oh, it. It's mm-hmm.
2: super. It's super inspiring. Like mm. the motivation. Like you know, I, I read this thing once. Like all that sexual energy. Like it's life. Yeah. Mm. If you think about it in that form, it's life inside yeah, absolutely. you. Absolutely. And once you release life. What are you left with?
0: Yeah, Yeah, But look at how many cultures historically have reached the same conclusion. Most cultures in the world have had some part of their culture that practiced that as normal behavior for achieving some kind of transcendence. And all right, it's a great thing in a period before contraception of reducing the number of little sprogs running around, (laughs) making life even more difficult. But it was more than that because most cultures saw that level of control As the first step towards meaningful transcendence,
1: and isn't it funny how that connection between something you're doing for the good of your own mind is also really good for your body, or at least the body of others in that case? So yeah, uh, yeah. it's the the (laughs) win-win-win. Yeah, Yeah, everyone's winning. Yeah, and and um, I'm sure you know, uh, like like you're saying, Nick, even with this kind of self-actualization and 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 presence uh, and uh, slash charisma, uh, that. That your, your body probably responds to that in a very physiological way, I'm Definitely. sure, as well. You know, it's, it's just like um, how depression can have physi- physiological yeah, totally. adverse effects on the other end of the spectrum. Totally. So.
0: And that's the thing you know, because people's lives are so stressful and there's such mm. a prevalence of anxiety and depression, mm. most people have some idea what it is to feel down and feel it pull their body down. Of course. But most people don't have the experience of what they can do with their brain mm. that will help their body stand tall and feel better. Mm. Totally, you know, totally, we're only getting half the message, and we're getting the one that takes empowerment away, yeah, yeah. yeah. not the one that builds it back up. Mm. Totally. Mm. Well, well, like uh, then again, like I believe in the
2: in contrast, like you need to see dark before you see light, yeah, not not absolutely. not see yeah. everyone die in front of your eyes, no. but you need to have some sort of experience, yeah, where you're like, you know, I suffered really severe anxiety, mm. like severe to the point, like my my girlfriend told me to, like when I was in Sydney, my girlfriend said to me, Nick, you got to go see someone, mm. yeah, you know, and I was like, oh wow, she's like, what? She's like, you, you you're not like you. You're just you're all, you know, all over the place. You're yeah. you're you're worried about things that are out of your control, you yeah. know, you're looking for people's approval all the time and if yeah. they don't give you know, and then from there, from that point, my, you know, I was about twenty three then and I was like, mm. Whoa, mm. you know. Mm. I mean, it's been a gradual process to then as well. So that's yep. why I don't you know going back to the fear bubble like it, it's just increments, you know, you're just building
0: yep. moment to moment. Mm. You don't go 0 to 100. No, no. one ever does. No. You know. Yep. No. Anyone that can promise in 2 weeks you can change this. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, no, in 2 weeks you can make the person richer who said it by buying their book. But
1: isn't incrementally
0: <laughs> better just so much better than oh yeah, a slow burn? Exactly. Yeah, it's it's yeah. Exactly. Just, you know,
1: like even if even if it's only, you know, you're doing of getting, you know, just feeling a little bit better.
0: It's just got to be so worth it. it. Yeah, so your your baseline is that little. You know, the the US Army put Mm. a huge amount of effort into teaching positive psychology Mm. and the difference it's made to PTSD levels. Mm. All soldiers are going to experience bad shit. Mm. But if we can up people's levels of positive psychology, of knowing how to cope, how to connect, how to find meaning, how to still value accomplishments, Mm. totally. They're going to do better. All the time because their base level is so much higher that even when they take a knock, it won't take them as low. Totally. They know what they want to return to. And that's part of the trick of, in the end, habits are about having a place to return to. So totally. it's a good place that you respect and like.
2: Mm. Totally. Totally. I've got a question here for Tim and you, Dave. Why do you think we always start at the negative spot? Like, why are we conditioned that way through society? Why do we always. You know, why are you born going, Oh, you know, I got an exam today, and yeah. this is gonna be amazing. You know, why is it always we're conditioned to like, I've got an exam today, my life's on the line. If I fail this, my dad will kick me out of home. You know, why yeah. is that the yeah. sort of why why is society we condition like that? I wanna let David answer
1: first.
0: Yeah, because <laughs> well he's sat through my my answering complex problem solving. And I go, Oh, okay. so you're
1: the you're a student of that. Uh, are you, well, Used uh, to a
0: year ago now, yeah. yeah. Oh wow,
1: well, that's
2: awesome.
0: So, you know, Imagine 100,000 years ago plains of somewhere plains of Africa plains of the Middle East yeah. two humans walking along tall grass one human picks a flower and goes isn't it pretty oh. the other human's going did the grass move is there a lion who had children <laughs> <laughs> that's where negativity comes from yeah the one that was situationally aware mm. and looking for threat had kids yeah the one that was obsessed with the beauty of the world probably got eaten, because yeah. you don't have to outrun the lion; you only have to outrun the person that picked the flower.
1: Yeah, <laughs> and then guess what? Eventually, you get to you know, two thousand and nineteen or whatever it is, and yeah. and now your parents have been uh, normalized to that. You yeah. yep. have that anxiety; yeah. they're probably instilling it in you. They're yes, saying it's, the same so thing that your mind instilled now. Absolutely. I also think there's a, there's a to a level. Uh, in our negative emotions we feel so much more
0: saliently um like they're much more
1: yeah, because, focused yeah yeah they, and they,
0: they last they last a yeah. long like good time good emotion it tends to be much shorter yeah it's you know it's that thing if you ask someone how their day is yep they will almost inevitably even if they say good they'll yeah. turn it around in a couple of minutes because you've asked them
1: yeah absolutely <laughs> yep. but you can always <laughs> yeah. find an excuse you can always to find an excuse to be good, miserable yeah but, but yeah. yeah you know it's like and and if you ever tried to ho- if you've ever tried to hold on to like a happy memory it's or a happy really emotion, hard. it's really difficult. You try and hold on to a negative emotion, you can do it for the rest really of your easy. life. Yep. Then but add yeah. a song to yeah. it, and then you're yeah. in, you're yeah. in tears, tears. in your bedroom. Yeah. 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 The whole William yeah.
0: Glasser you know, argument that humans love consistency, yeah. and the most consistent thing is misery.
1: Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yes. On that on that music thing, I. I genuinely think sad music you can use in two different ways. One, yep. you can use it to validate your feelings like, oh, wow, humanity is terrible, like everyone must feel yep. like this or this song's written for me. Or two, you can use it as sort of a meditative process of this is something that I feel but once this song is over i've expressed that and i can move on move
0: on precisely
1: that that, that's the thing for me i think facing and accepting that as Mm. well like accepting things like i do that
2: a lot too Mm. i'm like okay because i used to run a lot like i'm scared because i'm just scared because you know like this is but whereas if i just go i'm scared i'm Mm. actually terrified right now Mm. and i accept that and accept that and swallow it Mm. i'm then able to proceed you know I'm then able to move forward. Whereas yeah. if you hold on to it and start to give it little nick snacks and yes. oh yeah, it's yep. actually not that, it's actually that. Actually is it that? You know, yes. and you start no. going around, you know, nothing
0: yeah. really you don't really no. achieve sure. anything. Just sure. be scared on yeah. it. And then you'll pretty soon stop being scared. Because the only certainty is that tomorrow is not today. Yes. Correct. So what if you're scared of today? Tomorrow might have a version of it. Yeah. <laughs> but it won't be today's version. Correct. It will be new. <laughs> it's true.
1: Nick, I wanna ask you, what would you kind of how would you describe that? How would you describe what it is to be yourself? Not necessarily you, as in like you could say, well, I mean, "Well, Nick is fun and loud and whatever it is." But you know, what is it? What is it you tap into? Like you know, is it you think of? Like what do you visualize? Is probably a better way to describe it. What kind of things do you visualize when you think of who I am? Like as in me, myself. Like, as when Nick, just as a that. person, Absolutely. yeah. Absolutely. Well, that, that's a, that's, a, that's a kind of a
2: cool question, actually. Because I never really sit and go, who like I have gone. Who am I? But it's always attached to something. Like, who am I in this situation? Who am I when I when 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 you know I've broken up with my girlfriend? Who am I when I've got to talk to this person? Mm. Um, I've never really sat down and gone, okay, this is who I am. But when I do, like I have, I actually I think like a lot of things come to what comes to mind is honesty. But sure. like, it's not just going, okay, I got to be honest with myself, and now I'm honest. I think it's got to do with more just like. You know, really facing up and going, okay, this is me, and accepting it.
1: Mm-hmm,
2: mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I don't know if that makes, does that make sense yeah, to you? Yeah, it does, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. It's like accepting things that because you know, you know, there's things about ourselves that we don't like. Yep, but it, it makes you it, in the other sense. It is you. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? It is it is you, and it's everything that you need. Yeah. So everything that you need is you. Yes, do you know what yes. I mean? Yes. you don't need anything else, you know and we and we tend to use a lot of things like outside of ourselves to give ourselves purpose. Mm. Like you know in some ways acting gives me purpose. Yeah. in some ways, you know you know having a friend to talk to all the time gives me purpose. But if you actually sit with yourself and go, who am I? like I have everything I have you know, we buy cool sunglasses to give us purpose. we buy you know a cool phone or you know we
1: do we and especially these we look at porn, you know to yeah. give ourselves yeah. purpose. yeah, but we've got everything but that's how but see yeah i think that's true some yeah. people would identify themselves with you know i have a this sense of fashion or or whatever it is and, and you know maybe that like that is an interest that is an identifier in some way but it's it's more how you see yourself in that situation is it like i ju- i justify my existence with you know a cool jumper or is it that i'm really actually interested in the design and look of that thing yeah. and when i wear it it makes me feel and Good. and that's perfectly fine too. Yeah, and it's it's, it's perfectly fine to buy a mm. fast car and drive a Ferrari
2: around the city. Yeah. I I accept that. Mm. Yeah, you're not saying you have to know yourself before you buy a Ferrari, but yeah. know why. Know why. It's kind yeah. of cool knowing why you have it. Yes, mm. not going yes. Oh, okay because I got a Ferrari, so I'm going to pick up ten girls now. Yes. and I'm you know and I'm a superstar, and you know yeah, yep. it's you're a superstar before. Totally, I could pick up ten girls before. You yeah, know, not not in an egotistical way, but it's going to
0: come know. down
1: to the presence yeah. to just yeah. look at me yeah exactly because <laughs> you know? well, you know, it's one of those things it's like if you were trying to pick up a girl what is it 10% what you say 20% how you sound 70% how you look something yeah. like that right so sorry that's in, in a speech I just not mean picking up girls yeah. but in the action of picking up a girl you're not you're not impressing them necessarily by saying oh like I'm an actor it's how you say how you it Yeah, what you really yeah, like and, what and, you, and yeah. I think the the best point again
2: is to be honest be like yep. this is who I am yep if you don't like it, that's fine. Yeah. If you do like it, that's fine. Yes, mm-hmm. yes. Do you know what I mean? That's how you gauge it. Like, yes. You know, I've, I've had conversation, and the girl's like, oh, "I don't, I don't agree with you saying that. That's fine because yeah. I, I feel, I feel good that I'm honest. Yeah. Even like when I'm talking to an acting agent or I'm talking to someone in the industry, I go, "This is my work." Oh, we don't like it, but
1: that's okay. But this, this is me. Mm-hmm. You know. Do you know what I mean? Because I feel so confident in who I am. Yeah. And so for people trying to figure out what that is, it's it, it's it almost kind of does simply come down to what it is that. That you enjoy what you like, in the sense that if so, say say someone doesn't like themselves, we've brought that up a little bit today. How what would you kind of how what advice would you give them for the both of you? I'd like you to answer answer that. Yeah. David, do you want to
0: go first on that? One? Yeah, because I'll jump into this thing of you know who are you? Yeah, I will only ever entertain the who am I question for about ten minutes. Okay, because I know beyond that mm. it just becomes a bottomless pit. Yeah, sure. it does. Yeah. Okay. Whereas to me, I will. Yeah, there's the wonderful Ben Horowitz book title now, you know, What You Do Is Who You Are. Yeah, we brought that up. And yeah. even before I had the title, mm. I, I've always kind of known, or at least my end point was, you know, who you are, you can entertain that question whenever you like. Mm-hmm. What did you do and what are you going to do next on the basis of what you did and reflecting True. on it? True. So to me, what I did, how I reflected on it and what I'm going to do next tells me who I am. Yeah. yeah. And I would rather think about what I did, yeah. what I reflected on and what I'm going to do next. Okay. And just keep that cycle moving and you know to sort of answer your question tim of you know for for people who don't necessarily like themselves or don't or, know where to start
1: yeah or they're a blank slate yeah, yeah. Don't know where well, to start. then it's mm. a,
0: a question of all right if you met yourself mm. what do you need to do to be someone that person could respect and not like respect yeah mm. Because in life, there's people you respect, there's people you like, and there's people you like and you respect, and there's people you you neither like like, nor respect. respect, (laughs) Ideally, you (laughs) want to be liked and respect, but go for respect first. Yeah, totally. Because respect fits better with what do you do.
1: It's not expedient.
2: Yeah, and adding on that, I think if anyone's anywhere to start, I would start with yourself. And this is what I do: I gauge what I like. Mm-hmm. And what I don't like. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I gauge that. And I'll, I'll do more of what I like because people are going to, no, well not people are going to like that. People are going to respect that. And yeah. I'm going to respect that
1: more. This is what you're putting out into the world. So Thing, yeah. right? Yeah. You, you do what it is like, that You have the most. You want to be yeah, seen to or, do.
2: Yeah. Or like, and yeah. do, yeah, do, do, if I have any advice, do what makes you, because I feel that to me, that's your soul talking mm-hmm. to you. You know, mm-hmm. people go, oh, your soul talks to you. That's when, when you're doing something you like, like this podcast, I yeah. love it. Yes. Mm. So yes. I'm going to do more of this podcast. Yes. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So that's a gauge on me. I'm yes. going, okay, I'm feeling good about myself. So that's that's where I start. Yeah. Feel mm. good. Like f- do stuff that makes you feel good. Because mm-hmm. there's a big thing in like society, it has been for a long time, people feel they need to do things they heavily dislike in order to be liked or yes. heavily dislike in order to be respected Absolutely. or heavily dislike to
1: be. Mm. Yes.
2: Doesn't yes. make sense to me.
1: Yeah. It completely wigs me out. And mm. I you want to I wanna I wanna give you a reference here that maybe you'll connect to. Yeah. An American Psycho. Yeah. A mm. perfect example of doing the exact well, the things that you shouldn't obviously like, you know, it <laughs> yeah. dramatized yeah. To yeah. Extent yeah. that it was Killing to Hookers, put, but movie yeah. <laughs> trying to fit in by doing something, say being a Wall Street stockbroker yeah. or whatever mm. it is. A connection to status is still important, but maybe reframing what that actually is in, in terms of status in an area that you actually enjoy but and for are For me, that's in. why
0: respect is such a good word to use on yourself. Totally. Sure. Because status starts going down the dangerous path of what would other people like? Sure. Well, no, <laughs> if I can respect myself and other people start respecting me, that's something to put in the core and hang on to. Yeah. That's totally. a good thing to build other bits onto.
2: Yes. I, again, going back to what I was saying, like gauge it within yourself, within yeah. your soul, what mm. feels good for me. Mm. Mm. Not what feels good and then other people like it. What yeah. feels mm. good for me? Yeah. yeah. Other yeah. people will like it. Yeah. If you if you're having fun doing it, I'm yeah. telling you right now, yeah. other people are gonna like. And that's a that's the thing with an audition. If you're having fun in an audition, or if you're enjoying that piece, people are gonna love it. Yes. Mm, and that comes true. back to you. Yes. It comes back to you enjoying it, not yes. you being a part of yourself trying to act, trying to be cool, cool
1: actor. If you're having fun, everyone else is. Totally. Totally. Yeah. Well, I think that's a good place to end. Do yeah. you have any other questions? No.
0: Yeah. I. No idea where today was going to go, and the amazing thing is how nicely it's just organically grown yeah. and travelled on its own. It's because we've been ourselves <laughs> <laughs> and acted in respectful yeah. ways. Yeah. <laughs> very true. Well,
1: Nick, thank you very, very much for joining us. Um, as a last, uh, just part, would you like us? Um, would you like to tell us a little bit about your podcast? Yeah, so um,
2: it's called the Nick and Stefan Show. You can just type it into Google. Uh, we're on Apple Podcast, Spotify. Yeah, are yeah. two main outlets. Yeah. Um, it's just a comedic podcast. We do have elements of you know self improvement and. Self chat, but it's an outlet for us to speak our minds, and we talk yep. to like sports stars, uh, life coaches, mm-hmm. or we've spoken to business owners. So it's just yeah. a, it's just a mix of everything. Awesome. Yeah, and if you want to have a laugh over yeah. stupid,
1: you know, things, sure. definitely come by and listen. And do you need to plug anything about your acting? Is there anything that, it, let's say, is coming? Uh, right. I've got
2: a film actually coming, uh, premiering in Melbourne in mm-hmm. December, between December 5th and 8th, um, wow. with an Adelaide director, actually Luke Whistle, who awesome. um, just directed a film that was in Adelaide Film Festival last year. It was a headliner. Cool. So he was my director. He pulled me on that job, which was yeah. awesome. It was about um, drug rehabilitation yes. and the mentor and mentee relationship. Wow. And in that world and how yeah. like just a moment in time how the dynamic is so you know yeah. and it's actually about you know a person hearing something wrong yeah, and yep. taking for what it is yeah. and not really gauging with themselves and running off and making this whole big assumption that they thought this about me so that yeah. has that has that sort of thing dealing with it yeah Thank it's kind of cool cool just yeah. wanted to say thanks awesome. for having me thanks oh. for having me on guys as well oh, David appreciate more. it man yeah. loved it more. Tim legend nice meeting <laughs> you it's been awesome I'll make you a soy, uh, soy latte well I
0: think more importantly we'll try and arrange an episode of Blind Drunk so it yeah. can be sort of Blind Drunk meets the Nick and Stefan show absolutely. <laughs> definitely go have, I'll have to bring yeah. Stefan in yeah. 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 we can have, yeah. Yeah. We can have, can have mayhem yeah. with alcohol it'll be good awesome guys and coffee Yeah, or coffee and alcohol thanks guys all good cheers thank you hello listeners If you're enjoying our podcast, please subscribe and like our Facebook page. Search for Blind Insights with David Olney. Also, don't forget that we have merchandise. Thank you to the Ozcast Network. Peace out.